Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, where I'm joined by my wife, Stephanie Hanlon Francie. In these episodes, Stephanie and I will unpack the different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. We believe that today, more than any time before, we're living through the most impactful events in history, changes in the world that are leading to rising confusion, uncertainty, and ultimately fear. For those who are awake, your view of your world is the filter for how you will experience the evolution and changing dynamics of it. Whether it's the growing social and political divisiveness, the need to pivot in business or career, or shifting family dynamics, very few know how to deal with or manage what is unfolding before them. Whatever you're experiencing in your world, Stephanie and I have deeper conversations about mental, emotional, and spiritual health that provide a context for the living that we hope inspires you to ask different questions and has you check in to ask yourself the hard questions. Like, is the path you're on the best path for your journey? Are you still clear on your intended destination or has it changed? Our vision is to provide you ideas and tools that you can apply in your life that you can use to take steps in your evolution of being your greatest self and living your best life. Listen then, enjoy. Hi there, and welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters. I'm joined. Stephanie, you're home. I am. Italy was amazing. You loved Italy. I did. You had some time to uh, visit some places. You were in Italy back, what was it, 06? 06, yeah, and 2019 in Torino. Uh, Been to Milan and other places in Italy, but this was a very special trip. This uh, 2022 Grand Prix final was very, very special for my business partners and I, Mary France and uh, uh, Patrice Lausanne, and uh, we had a chance to go back and revisit what happened in 2006. Well, that's a whole different story, what happened in 06, but that was a epic moment in time that really brought you guys together that much closer and uh, left a... I don't know, left a mark. I think so. And a turning point for uh, our businesses, for sure, and an opportunity to really relook at how sport, especially in the world of ice dance in our world, can exist and, and, and really busted a whole bunch of bullshit that's out there. So yeah. thanks for bringing that up. I appreciate yeah. it. And just for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, back in 2006, Patrice and Marie France were skating for Canada. They were a split second away from winning a medal and there was a slip and a fall and a horrific crash and it ended Badly. <laughs> really bad with the withdrawal from the Olympic Games. Yeah. They didn't actually finish the, they withdrew from the free dance, which was a big, big decision. And nobody wants to end their Olympic Games with a W by their name, right? But you know what? We had a chance this week in Torino to go back and really look at that and have some gratitude, some big, big gratitude. Even though some people would say, you know, it was a horrific thing and it was negative. You know what? I don't believe that. And I think that's why this topic that we're going to talk about today is is really powerful. Yes. And for those who might be interested, it was a case of Marie France. She fell and, uh, or I guess well, Patrice dropped her and slipped. Anyway, she slipped out of his hands. It was nobody's fault. Nobody's fault. Anyways, she landed on her hip, injured herself quite badly at the time and was not able, but they did go on to win worlds a month they, later. Yeah, they got a silver medal a month later in, um, in Calgary, which was amazing because when you think about not being able to skate for 
six weeks and only doing your work mentally. Patrice, of course, was was training. Marie couldn't skate. She didn't skate till a week before the actual competition. So that's the power of the mind. And I, what I love about this uh, podcast, Mindset Matters, is that I've lived it, not only just as a coach, as an athlete, as a business person, and having to embrace all the things that happen, the adversity, the fears, the anxiety, the all of those things. That's why I think this podcast is so important. Now, are you talking about Mindset Matters podcast or yes. this, specific, this specific episode? <laughs> I think all of the Mindset Matters. Okay. Maybe I'm just biased. Okay, so let's get to work. <laughs> yes, I agree. So this particular topic is one uh, called, uh, I guess we'll just call it fear. Fear. And what fear is all about. Now, it's interesting what's going on in the world today. We have of course, experienced fear ourselves. We didn't know over the past couple of years the direction of some things. But as importantly, because of the work we do and the people we work with and clients and all the rest of it, we start to see, and because we observe these things, you start to realize just how much fear people are operating on top of. Now, I want to unpack fear a little bit because we often put a negative connotation to fear. And the reality of it is it isn't necessarily negative. Fear does have a purpose, and that purpose is often to protect us. Yeah, it's a, it's a spidey sense. Like if you're afraid, but it's when it gets to the extreme, is that's what I think we're going to unpack today. Well, there's a – yeah, we can unpack a few things, but let's talk about fear. You know, fear is – Forget everything and run! Well, it's that too. <laughs> Especially if you're uh, walking through the jungle one day and uh, you see a lion and, you know, fear says – Get going! Go the other direction. <laughs> So, you know, fear has a purpose in terms of it protecting us. And fear is that sense of something not being right, perhaps. And we can't ignore it and understand that it does, in fact, uh, serve a purpose. And, you know, the other acronym is false evidence appearing appearing real. real. Yeah. So so there's always two ways to look at it. And that's what I think we really want to dig into today. Well, yeah, I think there's the part of fear that serves us, that protects us that keeps us safe, you know, it, the spidey senses, as you talk about, is, you know, Meh, I don't really trust this person, or I don't trust this circumstance, or I don't trust this underground parking lot, whatever it might be, you know, it's like there's a... There's, there's an a, intuition piece to there, it. There is an yeah. intuition piece. What we're talking about really in this is that fear, how it can get in our way, it can overwhelm us, it can actually take over our thought process. It often leads to some form of anxiety, or it can... And so we want to be aware of that. Now, of course, we're not psychologists. We don't profess to be. We're just trying to figure this shit out all the time on our own as well. And understanding that fear does, in fact, drive anxiety. With what's going on over the past three years, we start to realize that how many people are operating on top of fear. Now, let's let's kind of keep unpacking this a little bit when we look at fear, you know. Many are afraid of, and we all fear, I don't want to say all. Well, the number one fear of human beings is death. No, is public speaking. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. And death. <laughs> and then death. That's a, just, no, it's true. It's, it's true. true. And so so many are afraid of, uh, of death. You know, they're, they're afraid of death of themselves, but also death of loved ones, death of people that they care. The death of identity. The death of an identity. You know, who am I if I'm not that? That's something that people go through. Lots of uh, boomers are going through that in some regard, as much as they're saying, I'm done, I get to retire, I'm out. You know, there is a new identity that has to be taken on. And many are struggling with that. So that's a different kind of conversation. But given what's happening with 
uh, as we have gone through the pandemic, as we come out of the pandemic, what's up next? We have uh, fear uh, around financial uh, situations that could unfold. You know, we've got rising interest rates, huge debt levels across the country. Uh, we've got, you know, increased prices all over the place from fuel to few to food to fertilizer. We've got so many inputs coming in on so many levels that can activate our fear. And and a lot of people are doing their best to get through it. Yes. And, you know, they're it's there. It's kind of uh, the elephant in the room often. And it's, you know, the fear of financial loss, the fear of losing potentially a job, the fear of losing assets, the fear of depreciating assets. We live in the world of investors in real estate and, you know, creating financial futures and seeing that at risk. And there's that fear of loss. And a lot of that fear of loss is being driven by the fact that you, there's no control. We don't feel that we have control. Like we've got Bank of Canada sit, sitting this rate and we've got this going on and we've got the media and the mainstream media just telling us it's like the, they call it fear porn right now. Like it's nonstop. Be afraid, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid of bugs, be afraid of a virus, be afraid of your neighbors, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. Well, it is being afraid. It's a, you know, be afraid of getting vaccinated, be afraid of not getting vaccinated. Be uh, afraid of flying, be, be afraid of not flying. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really, it is what drives our headlines. It becomes clickbait for so many things, but we also have to understand that we are at a time that things have come off the rails a little bit. I make no secret about my political view of who our leader is. It's not even so much about liberal or conservative. It is really about who our leader is. I think Justin Trudeau is incompetent. I, I think Tef, Tiff Macklem should have been fired. And you know, these are because... Oh, don't get me started on Christia Freeland. Or Christia Freeland. I mean, our leadership is really... Guess what? I mean, the track record is the track record. What's really scary is that we do have the mainstream media that continues to to buoy them and to, and to build them up. And I think it causes confusion. And a confused mind always says no. So when you're confused, you will step back and fear will activate your decisions. And that's what I think is really important when we talk about fear. And not just fear as a feeling, but fear as a modicum of control. So let's go there. Well, I want to say something that we don't leave it out there. As I said, I this isn't even party folk or party. Um, what's the word? Political bias. bias. Yeah, it's not a bias. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not. I don't like how far left liberals have gone. I don't even like how far left conservatives have gone. You <laughs> exactly. know, they're, they're, the center has moved. Okay, so that's that's an aside. But what I really want to get to all of this is that in all of this, I'm not considering for a moment that, you know, I'm thinking that conspiracy, it's easy to think and talk conspiracy, but there was a great quote that I picked up a couple of years ago, which was called Hanlon's Razor. Not Stephanie Hanlon's not, Razor? Not, no, Hanlon's <laughs> Razor. And it says that never attribute to malice that which can adequately be explained by stupidity. I think that is Stephanie Hanlon's Razor. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I think it is. I think it's it total stupidity. incompetence. It's stupidity. It makes me absolutely crazy. It infuriates me. Infuriates me. And okay, I'll quit talking about yeah, it Yeah, but right we now. don't know the influences that are coming from these people. I mean, we could do a whole episode on on the influences that are dictating the puppeteers and the puppets, et cetera, and how it 
filters down to us, just us regular people and how scared we are because we don't have any control. Well, we don't have any control and they drive and you can see it. Here's the problem. We can see it. They drive the divisiveness. They drive the polarity. And it's like they keep driving it. It's this or that. It's them or or them over there or them over there. It's so crazy, the world that we live in. It's confusing. And and a confused mind is paralyzed. Well, sure. So, okay, let's keep digging into this a little bit. So along the way, what happens is when we have control, when we feel like we're on top of our game, when things are going our way and we feel like we can pull it off, we have a, what we connect to that is some, some higher self-worth. When we have lost control when we feel like this is running out of control and that we don't have any choice in decisions being made we're at the effect of what is happening then we feel uh, a, a bit of like we can't win this game and then how do we tap into our self-worth how do we bring it back yeah people sometimes conflate self-worth and self-esteem about feeling good about ourselves i think self-worth is more about knowing that you can handle situations or adversities or things that are happening out in the world but you know you've got the the your ducks in a row in a sense that you know i've made good decisions i've got you know a hedge against inflation i've got a little bit of gold and silver i got this i got that i got my family i got my community i got my you know, so we look at self-worth as more of a, a, a bigger picture. But if those things aren't in place and we haven't built that self-efficacy or that self-esteem uh, or self-worth, then when things on the outside are coming towards us, like you need to be afraid of your neighbors, you need to be afraid of the government, you need to be afraid of a virus, you need to be afraid of whatever. And if we don't have that sense of self-worth and know that we've done the work to get ourselves through this stuff, that's when I see anxiety kicking in. So the first thing that I want to point out here is that if you're, if any of this is resonating so far, you're trying to figure out what the hell we're talking about, you know, at the end of the day, what is good to know is that you're not alone in what's going on. We're seeing this right across the board. We've even had ourselves conversations about the fear that, you know, will, will come up for us. When we talk about self-worth, you know, we have to go back to understanding that, you know, it's not just about real or rationalizing that, no, no, I, I, you know, I'm a good person and, you know, things don't happen to good people or I'm doing the best I can. We all are doing the best we can. That's the first presupposition is that if we look around and even people that are acting out of fear or they're, you know, leaving society, leaving community, leaving relationships, we have to believe they're still doing the best they can. It is. And so there's a couple things around all of this, which is we have to stop and acknowledge to at least ourselves that you're feeling the fear. Yeah. You can't ignore it. You can't operate on top of it. You can, and that will come back to bite you. That will put you at risk of actually melting down. You know, what we know around fear and anxiety that it drives is that in the world today, uh, big pharma is selling more anti-anxiety and sleeping pills and things. Depressive that, aids. Yeah, yeah. In, than ever before. Than ever. There's one country I read the other day that has 11 million people and the doctors wrote 22 million prescriptions. Yeah, it is. It's uh, unbelievable. It, it really is. It really is crazy in terms of what people are having to deal with and not knowing and not having the coping skills. So if you're listening to this podcast, I'm not joking. We think that you are a leader at some level 
that you would take the time to listen to this and then self-examine, to reflect. And I'm going to talk about reflection in just a second because I think it's really important. It's an important skill yeah. in managing fear, actually. So where do we get courage from? You know, uh, there's a couple of things that we need to acknowledge, and that is you can be fearful and still move forward, right? There is a place that courage has to show up. And, you know, there is, it's not about not being afraid. It is about tapping into the courage and in spite of your fear. And where does that come from? A lot of times is in shared confidence, is in shared um, communication. Because the difference between being afraid and being scared is two different things. I think being afraid is normal. Like that's just, um, we talked about earlier, it's spidey senses, it's being aware of what's going on around you. It's, you know, understanding that if I make certain decisions, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll survive, I'll move, move through things. But when you're scared, you can get paralyzed. So I want to just distinguish the difference in, 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 in my work is that there's a difference between being afraid and being okay and doing it anyway and using nerves as fuel and being scared, being paralyzed and not taking action. And that's what really creates, in my world, a downward spiral. So there's Ray Dalio, who's the pretty infamous in terms of he's the largest hedge fund manager in the world and has accomplished more than many, but has written books. He's a great speaker, but he's very philosophical in his you know, thought processes around all of these kinds of things. And he used a really great phrase, which was, or a, a kind of an equation that he uses. And I think it was, I don't know which book it was in, by the way, but it was Ray Dalio that I would give credit to for this thought process, which is fear and anxiety drive some level of pain. We're living in pain when we're fearful, when we have the anxiety that we're carrying around driven by the fear. And he's saying, you know, pain plus reflection equals progress, which is to say, when you are being fearful, when you are, you know, having that pain, you need to stop and, and reflect. reflect. And in that reflection, you start to see progress. If you break it down a little bit further, if you remove the reflection, there is no progress. Yeah, and point. with no progress, you're just in the pain. So, oh, still, don't step over that. That just hit me. Remove reflection. You're just in pain. Yes. And I think that's what drives the pharmaceutical industry and of the fact course. that I've got anxiety and I need I need to fix that. I need to make the pain go away. And I'm just taking a moment of reflection. It seems so simple, doesn't well, it? Well, it's moments of reflection. And we can talk about a little bit about... Well, I don't want to minimize the, the, the real impact of, of many people's anxiety. And I don't want to minimize that. But I, I do want to shine a light on the moments of reflection. Okay. So yes, 100%. I want to go back, though, to something you said earlier. You know, we've often used this phrase. It's one of my favorite, which is confidence is seldom owned, it's almost always, always borrowed. borrowed. Yeah. And so when we go through this fear, we start to lose that self-worth, that self-confidence. And many, I believe, and I don't know this, this is an anecdotally, but many, uh, I think I'm accurate it's in saying, resonate, many go sure. alone, many go alone. They want to take it on their own because they don't think that anybody else is going through it. It's just them. Of course, or they, they don't want to show weakness. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, there's you see fear, you see anxiety, which leads to depression and all of the, it's a downward spiral, as you explained. So this is not about being quiet. This is about being able to have a conversation with somebody that you can 
bring into your confidence that actually will give you confidence when you express it. You know, as coaches, we say this often with clients, even in a group coaching scenario with people we've just met, it's very, very, we can't be more sincere about it. We believe in you more than you believe in yourself. If you are listening to this podcast, for example, that is a statement of the journey that you're on. I don't know where in the journey, but the fact that you would listen to this podcast is a statement of character. And so you are searching for something. You are reflecting on you. If we're saying something and you're going, hmm. I wonder where that means, what does that mean to me? And so that's reflection. So you're not just living in the pain you're adding reflection, which then gives you progress. Right. And you're not looking outside of yourself to an expert or to something else to fix it. We're always going to take you inward. 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 That's yep. all of the, the things that we have to do. All roads lead home. So there's a fundamental, you know, I don't know, it's true, I guess, science to the degree that they can do it. But it is, we have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. And they're circular. So in other words, they just rattle around in our head. We've talked about this many times. But the bigger side of that or the, the challenge that we face in those thoughts is they're negative. Most of them are, yep. Yeah, most of them are negative thoughts. Many of them are negative thoughts. Yep. So in your reflection, if you can stop to reflect, listen to the circular conversation you're having. Which is a trap, by the way. Which is a trap. And pick out one of those negative thoughts. There's a pattern. You know, I'm not smart enough. I'm a loser. What, whatever your, you I know, can't find the answer. You know, those. I, do, I don't know. That's mine. I don't know. That's yours. I don't yeah. have the answer. I'm always yeah. looking for I answers. Know. It drives me crazy. <laughs> I drive you crazy in general. <laughs> I know. Okay, so the point is, is that when we examine those thoughts, if we stop long enough in the reflection to get to the root cause of that negative thought, now. Folks, my, you know, like if you're listening, we always say this, it all, it all leads back to our parents, which is not to blame them for anything, but generally there's a moment of trauma, a moment of time where you have that negative thought, where you've lost the confidence in yourself, where you think, oh no, I screwed up again, or I can't take this on. Or I on. can't impress my parents yeah. enough. Yeah. So these are all things that we look at. So the underlying message here always, when you're feeling that fear is to express it to get your mind off that fear. Don't live into it. Get it out it. in front of you. We'll give you a couple of little tips and tricks to do that here just shortly. But I wanted to really kind of shine a light on that Ray Dalio kind of thought process, which is, again, you know, pain plus reflection equals progress. And the minute we remove the reflection, we are actually just left with the pain. And when you think about medicating, whether that be through prescription drugs or alcohol or whatever else is out there to do that, you're actually not making progress. You're operating on top. We've used that conversation or that language. Yeah, you're languaging. stopping whatever that... And you're operating on yeah. top of it. You're, it's there. You're not, you haven't collapsed it. It's not going anywhere. You're just pretending it doesn't exist when it, in fact it does. And I love that line we always say is that, what are you pretending not to know? What are you pretending not to know? And then it beats you up. Okay, yeah. so we look at these things that we carry. This is about reflection. And uh, Jay Shetty. Shetty shared a cool story and in Think Like a Monk. 
And he was talking about two gentlemen who had come to the river, a river. They'd been walking and they come to this river crossing and they have no idea how to get across. It is a, a crazy current. There's no possible way and it's deep. And it's the only place they can really find to cross and it's not safe. So they say, well, how do we do that? And, you know, not die. And they're kind of going, well, let's try a log. Why don't we use that float across the river on a log? Well, the minute they put the log in the water, it washed away. So they, you know, sat that on the- That didn't work. That didn't work. <laughs> so they sat on the riverbank. They scratched their head a little bit. They're smart, smart guys. And they go, well, why don't we take and strap a couple of logs together, make it more robust, more stable, and then use a couple of paddles. Ooh, smart. We'll build some paddles. And they did that. And guess what? They got across the river. Now, they got across the river and they were left there scratching their head going, oh my gosh, you know, we've got this journey to go on. And there's probably going to be another river. Yes. Imagine that. There's going to be another river. So they strap these logs and this paddles to their back and they go <laughs> on their journey. Well, it's a long journey and it's through jungle and bushes and up steep uh, mountain type climbing and man, oh man, this thing is, these logs and these paddles are really getting, getting caught on heavy. stuff and it's weighing them down. But they didn't want to let it go because what if they have another river across? What if they need them? What if they need them? So they're carrying these things around and it's weighing them down. And this is kind of, I guess, a metaphor for asking yourself, what are you carrying around that you can let go right, to lighten your load? That you think you might need That in you the think future. you might need in the future. A story you're telling yourself. Yeah. Now, that may be a little bit deep, but the point is, is when you look at and think about where you're going forward in that reflection that you have and the work we're going to suggest you do, if you've got these kinds of things that you're dealing with, then, you know, consider what are you carrying around that you got to let go? Yeah. You know? It's not the weight you carry. It's how you carry the weight too, right? Well, actually that quote is specifically, it's not the weight you carry that breaks you down. Right, got it. Yeah. It's the way you carry the weight. Yeah. And that's a really great quote. I love that quote, by the way. So when we go into the, you know, Wayne Dyer, who's, you know, we're always a fan of Wayne and his, some of his stuff and the work that he's done. You know, when you change your thoughts, you change your mind. And we always have to remember that as we reflect, we have to have those moments in time we go, oh, you know, there yep. is that moment in time where you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm even thinking that. That's, you know, know, what's interesting is that, you know, in my experience with people I've worked with over the years, they're very much married to their negative thoughts. They love, there's like a commitment because there's a belief system that roots back to something that they believe and they're either wanting to prove it to be true or not true, but there's a commitment that they have to these negative thoughts. And that's really part of my work in, in the world that I'm in is that how do we uncover the the commitment or that marriage to those negative thoughts. Like, why do you need them? How do they serve you? What's underneath them? I call it the big fat lie, you know, on so many levels. And we can get to the story and, and, and get to kind of the journey of, yes, you can still be afraid. You can still have fear, but be the least afraid person in the room. What if, what if you're just the least, like think about sport, think about a hockey dressing room, think about dressing rooms, think about, you know, getting on stage if the truth is we all have a certain amount of fear, in order to be successful, what about being the least afraid person? Well, I, yeah, that could be, I don't know if I'm following that per se, but I think that where I tap into beyond that is around the word courage. Mm. 
And, you know, you can say, well, how can I be the least afraid? You know, there well, is. Well, it's just a perspective shift. It's I, like I, I, everybody's but, afraid. I understand. So there, but there is, there is the athletes, you know, and I don't remember who did this work. And I just remember the story. It's a great, great story because I've experienced it as have many, which is, you know, speaking to athletes going, you have to be, man, you got to be nervous as you're going for a gold medal. And the flip of that switch is actually nervousness and excitement are exactly the what same. What I need, it's the fuel. They're, right? Yeah. So if you flip that thought process to say, no, I'm not nervous, I'm, I'm excited. excited, right? And it just shifts that. But it's exactly the same sensations going through your body. It's actually the same whatever dopamine hit or whatever other drugs are going through our brain, right? At that moment in time that's driven by that. So these are all little hacks to think about differently, which is to say, don't just buy into the fear. Now, there is no... You know, there's no get. You know, there's no quick fix to some of these challenges that we face with what's going on in our head. But there are some hacks that we can say. You know, fear is part of life. You know, we see things that are out of control. We read headlines. We're at the effect of social media. There's so many things that we're just getting hammered with right now more than ever. That could leave you feeling out of control. Like holy cow, the world is coming to an end, and. It can be quite frightening if you kind of let yourself go there. You can't necessarily ignore it, but some hacks to go around with it. So in this particular, you know, we've talked a lot about meditation in these podcasts, taking a few minutes. And I was using a lot of excuses to not go back to my meditation, my longer meditations, which were 20 minutes, half an hour. I mean, I've had meditations over the years that were extended well beyond that, but on a regular basis, what can you do? And I'm working back into my meditations again, which start with me in the morning before I even get out of bed. That's the best thing I can do. I'm not even going to get up. Otherwise, the minute I get up, I'm going to be, you Your know. Your head I, starts going. Well, I got dogs. I can brush my <laughs> teeth. I got stuff going on. Got to make my coffee. <laughs> next thing you know. No, I've learned, by the way. Here's a little hack for you. Don't drink coffee for 90 minutes. Yeah, before you wake up. Yeah, after you wake after up. After you wake yeah. up. Okay. We don't want to go down that path. So just trust me on that one. <laughs> okay. So then... We look at a couple of things that we want to consider. So meditation is part of that. Journaling is part of that. Getting those repetitious thoughts out of our head onto something, a, a device, a piece of paper, and then your your brain actually doesn't own them anymore. It's going, oh, cool, I've downloaded that. There's one really cool little exercise that you can do that is really intended to get you out of your head a little bit about that particular whatever you got going on. It's called 54321. And in that, you really can go through this pretty quickly, which is have gratitude for the first or for any five things that you see. But literally take a moment to have gratitude for five things that you are seeing. Whatever they are, you can have gratitude for it. Think about that. Well, actually, back in the day when uh, Oprah or Brene Brown, or I forget who it was, actually created a gratitude journal. And before I went to bed for years and years and years and years, I would write the five things down before I went to bed that I was grateful for. And it seriously changed even how I went to sleep at night. Exactly. So five things you see, four things you touch. Like tactile? Like tactile, yeah. That you're, that you're grateful for? Or? Yeah. Well, no, you don't have to be grateful for it. It's actually oh, appreciate like this, what like you're feeling. Glass? Yeah. Appreciate what you're feeling. Yeah, the wine glass. Uh, my phone, my glasses, my dog, my husband. There you go. Something I can touch. Love right? it. Take a moment to think about three things that you're hearing. Mm. 
the sounds that you're hearing? Right now, there's wind. I can hear the wind. I can hear Nina's music. There's a little bit of buzz. Little buzz. Lights. lights. But be aware of that. Yes. Yeah, bring it to your attention. How about two things that you can smell besides wine? (laughs) Or dirty dogs. There you go. (laughs) No, the fresh air. Oh, my gosh. 100%. Oh, and there's a candle that I think Nina's got going, and it smells like Christmas. And then one thing you can taste. Could be your coffee in the morning. Yeah. Or your wine at night. You know, it's an easy hack. It's a really, you know, like many of these are just to take you down a different path, knowing that you can't have two thoughts at the same time. Well, actually, it, what's interesting about that, when we talk about fear, um, one of the things that's kind of really been impactful for myself and also for the people that we work for is that we can't have fear and hope at the same time. So you think about having a positive and negative thought at the same time, it's impossible. So what I would rather do is replace fear, not necessarily with, you know, you know, rose-colored glasses, but just open to hope. It is hard work when you're in that anxiety, in that fear, to have gratitude, to have hope. But know that these are the things that will help you get through it. Remembering to breathe, Mm. pay attention to your breath. It is all about shifting the chemistry in your brain. And fear will come. It will go. Acknowledge it. Reflect on it. Where is it coming from? Get to the root cause of it. These are all things to just dial it down, settle it down. Is it real? Is of the course. outcome rarely, is rare? rarely, ninety nine point nine times out of a hundred, it's not real. It's not the stuff, right? It's not anywhere near what you think it's going to be. Now, I'm not definitely not professing to say that I've got this, but I do got you're, it. You're a better lot. than you were, hon. I got to say. Well, I hope so. You're doing at this the work point in my life, right? Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, at the end of the day, when we look at fear, it's a it's a thing. We all have it. You're not alone with it. If it's overwhelming you, if it's overtaking you, then you need to talk about it. Just having the conversation, knowing that you're not alone. And we're here to tell you on our Mindset Matters podcast that you are not alone. And it really is about hacking and kind of doing the work to get through it. It's going to come, it's going to go. You're going to have periods of time where you got this and then other periods of time where you're going, holy shit, I need to talk about something to somebody about it. And know that you're not crazy because there are incidences and there's situations in the world where fear is being used to manipulate us, whether it's in, in, in sport where, you know, you're being, you know, manipulated by the opposite team or something they're using their fear of losing or fear of um, hurting someone. And then in the mainstream media we've got right now is the fear porn. We Like fear can be used to manipulate behavior. So you're not crazy if you're thinking that, hmm, something doesn't quite feel right. Should I be this afraid of walking outside? Should I be this afraid of going to the gym? Should I be this afraid of hugging my people? You know, and and to really give yourself that moment of reflection, you know, back to Jay Shetty's conversation is that give yourself that moment of reflection to see. And you may think that, hmm, the fear, it was there to bring something to my awareness, but it's not about to overtake me. Remember, courageous, be courageous, have courage, tap into the story in your brain that is saying, I've got this. I have the courage. I have the support I need. Stephanie, thanks. Thanks, son. That was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others. Share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.